Welcome to Western Kabuki. Uh, I am Wack Nicholson. I am joined by my two Brazilian expert co-hosts, <laughs> Juniper <laughs> and Bird Respector. How are we doing, friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, learning Portuguese. That's are good. Really? Yeah, that's important for today. That's pretty important. Put, putting the <laughs> tilde over whatever fucking letter you want to over there. Just put it over a vowel, a consonant, whatever you want. Um, I think that's how it works. Yeah. That's that's been my um, that's been my guess as to how they're. I've ta- I've taken a stab at uh, Brazilian Portuguese. And, uh, <laughs> my um, I, a, a good part of my my very extended family is Portuguese, um, and they don't have the best politics. Uh, so I'm interested. <laughs> I'm going to be seeing them in a uh, in a in a in a, uh, a vacation I'm going on soon. So we'll see. Oh, nice, we'll see nice. Say about, about maybe you'll, yeah. <laughs> You'll talk about Bolsonaro or something. You'll talk about. Oh Brazil. yeah, I'll get to hear. He's actually a good guy. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as as we mentioned already, we're mostly, or at least partially, going to be talking about Brazil because, as in the news recently, our favorite um, Western Hemisphere country, other than the United States, Brazil, has been in the news re- recently due to the coup that, or I don't know if you want to call it a coup, but the attempted coup, January six style happened i believe what was that on january 8th actually yep yes. the 8th uh, uh, getting goofy with it in the uh, state houses <laughs> of brazil it was a coup like what else are you gonna call that come on <laughs> definitely was, definitely there was no happen. government there there was nobody there like it was sunday they weren't even there bolsonaro is in fucking it's disney world actually right now. kind of hilarious how they basically like invaded an empty mall yeah like yeah that's what it was right like it wasn't even i mean it was technically was it a government building technically even? yeah it was yeah. their like it was their like like a parliamentary state house or something in their supreme court but it's also right. like very funny that that <laughs> there was there was nobody to lead their coup they're just like singing like viva bolsonaro and he's yeah, like uh quick advice <laughs> if you're gonna do a KFC. coup in your country if you're gonna do a coup Make sure that the guy that you're doing the coup for is in the country. You're gonna want him in the building with you. That's yeah. gonna be you're gonna want to make sure one. he's around. Like at least with the January sixth, like Trump was what, like a couple of miles from DC when around. that happened. Yeah, he was Bolsonaro in the city. Bolsonaro was just like uh, shitting his guts out from eating KFC. <laughs> yeah, 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 he, he is he was still in currently in the hospital. Just he, every this he, uh, the way that like. Um, the way that some people, when they travel, they like to see a sports game. Uh, uh, Bolsonaro likes to make sure he hits up all the local hospitals when he comes to a new place. So <laughs> my, my theory is, I don't know if you guys have seen, but in, in Brazil, they were, um, I think, uh, looking to, I don't know if it was like necessary, necessarily prosecution of Bolsonaro. It definitely wasn't for like the, the whole coup thing because he didn't technically do anything. But he like Brazil. That's why he's in Florida. Is a lot of people's theory is he was trying to escape like investigations. And oh, being wonderful! Like, yeah, yeah. For like his government that happened during under his presidency. So my theory is now that he is in America and probably can't return to Brazil for a long time. He is just going to go to every country in the world and get extremely sick 
and just test out their <laughs> hospitals. He's going to yeah. do like a hospital tour. Um, get me a get me a couple <laughs> IVs and maybe something for the lady while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> he's starting in the worst country. He's going to maybe go to like I don't know who. Uh, yeah, the Scandinavian countries soon. Maybe he'll go to China. He's he's gonna he's gonna do a, like a whole tier list. It's gonna be pretty I, pretty epic. I think I would have if I had to guess if I if I was to sort of like try to figure out why he came to the United States of all places. I I would think that he went to Florida because he thinks that Ron DeSantis is gonna in some way protect him. But like Ron DeSantis is not going to stop like the FBI from extrad like uh, like what extraditing. That's just all yeah. Right. He yeah, made the him. critical mistake in thinking that any American politician would stick up for him. Why would and, anybody? And what? <laughs> no, 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 brother. Well, well, the interesting thing is is that um, with with Bolsonaro and with uh, Lula, the new and returning president of Brazil, is. Lula is kind of a, a pretty left-leaning president. Like, I don't know how much you guys know about Lula and his politics, but he's he's one of the more left-leaning. Um, huh? A bit. Yeah. Well, um, without going like too in depth in his in his personal politics, he's probably um, like in South America right now. There, there's a lot of really left-leaning politics. Like the the pink tide is kind of returning, which for for people that don't really know what the pink tide means, it's basically like the South American like socialist wave um the, like in the early days with like hugo uh, chavez there was the original like socialist push in south america and after after a lot of like a big uh, leftist push there was a kind of a right-wing reactionary surge against all of that in a lot of south american countries like colombia and all of that um but the the leftist kind of style governments are returning so um Lula was was one of the major figures. He was um, president originally in two thousand three to like twenty eleven, and he, he served a couple terms. But yeah, he, he got bonked for some sort of corruption scandal that he was eventually absolved for. Is mm-hmm. What I understand, Operation uh, Car Wash. Do you know uh, much about that? I do um, a little bit. Ironically, that whole um, investigation against him was kind of blown out of the water and. Um, he was kind of saved by our favorite journalist, uh, Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> Which, if you think about it, the only journalist there is Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> Glenn Greenwald. I think we're all, are we all blocked by him? I don't actually know. I know I am. I'm not yet. You're not yet. <laughs> it's very I'm not easy. either. It's just you. Okay. It's very easy to get blocked by him if you happen to want to get blocked by him. Um, yeah, he... because like, he'll, he'll straight up get into fights with like a follow uh, an account with like 11 followers that's like you're he'll, like he'll, he'll just go in there all day and that's all he does is he just fights with people it's just like this teenager who said the free palestine needs to <laughs> really understand it's like i i i can't you say it's easy to get blocked by Gren, like greenwald i would say it's not easy because you have to read what he has said and understand it and that is difficult a lot of the time that's okay, um, very true Here's a Western Kabuki challenge. Today is January 10th, Tuesday. <laughs> if I am not blocked by Gren- Glenn Greenwald in seven days, I whack. I will buy you and your wife dinner and have it um, go back <laughs> to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I, think, I, think, I think you've got yourself a deal. 
Okay, we're going for it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a side bet. I think I my money is on Caleb. I can I can coach you. You can get blocked by him in a matter of minutes if you really want to. It's super easy. But I think uh, I'll, I'll let you do your own thing. I'll let you. Okay. I'll let you tackle this yourself. So the uh, so as far as the situation in Brazil goes, I did. I put up feelers. Tried to get like somebody who was like an expert. I got a lot of good information from people who either didn't want to bother coming on a podcast or who were not experts in just telling me about their um, experiences uh, so far. And I, 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 a very sweet man reached out to me, and he, he didn't really say he wanted to be shouted out, so I won't. Uh, but we had, like, a long conversation, and he, he told me a lot of, like, his perspective and what he thinks about this whole thing. And um, he, I mean, it sounded like, it sounded like a, uh, like talking to a, a lib in 2016 in a lot of ways of just like just like shock that this horrible person could be the president and then that like their supporters are as insane as they initially appeared to be um and i'm just seeing like just from what i've seen and and i think the the knee-jerk reaction uh to this this coup attempt was that it looked a lot like january 6th um mm-hmm. And with that comes just the, 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 the fact that it's also very stupid and a big-ass failure. And, like, uh, everybody looks terrible because of it. Um, Absolutely. But, that, that's but what's yeah. been interesting is, like, in a lot of ways and, like, what happened and what took place and, like, how it fell apart. There's so many parallels to January 6th. It's kind of uncanny. And I think, I th- I think people – I think a lot of political analysts will have a lot of fun kind of – covering these two stories for years to come um sorry to interrupt though yeah. what were you no what no, were you no, go no from not there? at all yeah. because i i think that uh the the other parallel is that people immediately started accusing the rioters of being antifa now i wanted to ask you guys did either of you guys see the name george soros <laughs> floated yet uh or is it still a matter of time before that happens <laughs> wait sorry did we see what George Soros is George Soros. Uh, oh, you mean my uncle, guy. Uncle George? Yeah, no, your uncle George. Me, George. <laughs> you are Jewish, like all, all every Jewish person knows each other, right? Yeah, yeah that's no, how it is. Our, yeah. our group chat had nothing on this, <laughs> so we can confirm it wasn't George Soros. Um, it wasn't even if people Soros. people might be saying that, which surprisingly, I haven't seen that. I've I've been kind of looking in like the yeah, group no communities. Fucking Jews and. In- brazil like it's not not going on down there (laughs) that's probably true i don't know the demographics down there but i would probably bet you're you're probably right about that yeah yeah i've got a uh i've got a buddy who lived in south america for a few years um he's one of my best friends and he uh he he didn't live in brazil but he said it's like every so he lived in in chile uh and he's like Everything I thought was bad about Chile, I heard was worse in Argentina. And everybody from Argentina says Brazil is like the most racist, reactionary, like insane country. Oh my God, uh, really? But, yeah, but my boy was like, he was like, <laughs> like, I'm from America. So it's like, it's pretty bad up there too, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he did have a crazy run in. He was staying at like a. Uh, it was like part it was like a long term sort of hostel type of living hotel type situation apartment sort of thing and he's sitting out on the patio 
and a guy comes up uh, with a German accent and basically like <laughs> congratulates my friend on being white. And like, oh, oh my god, it's that one tweet. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Uh, the it's it goes something like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have." Uh, I'm not gonna remember it now, but it's basically something like, "My country yearns for freedom," and like the name is like von, like Christian von, like a very German name, like yeah, like you know, like 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 Nazi joke, like Enrique Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He so this guy was German. He was from Germany, and he said he had to leave Germany basically because they were too woke, and so he went to <laughs> South America uh, because they value the the white race in South America. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and my boy was just like, I mean, you know, if you're in a foreign country and somebody starts talking Nazi shit at you, if I'm him, I'm just like, yeah, totally, man. I, I'm not trying to stir a pot <laughs> with a stranger in a foreign country. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so true. I would not. <laughs> I would not do anything to anger anyone just, in any country. Just immediately, like, yeah, man, I'm a Nazi too, man. Me too, fully. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's the interesting thing about Brazil and a lot of um, like South American countries is, I guess, to give a little context, I I know you guys both before we went into recording this, you guys said you you aren't like super. You guys both aren't like super into South American politics, right? Well, I actually really. because my boy like lived in because my friend lived in Chile for a while. Uh, he like I sort of followed it for a while, and and I do try to follow like whenever there's major events, like when they burned down the the power company in uh, Chile or the coup in oh, Bolivia. Yeah. Um, that's right yeah i've been like aware of those things that have happened in the past few years yeah so i my my political journey like when i started to become like like really like kind of a leftist i there there was like a few major um like influences that kind of like brought me to where i am and one of them specifically for like foreign policy do you guys happen to know or does it ring a bell the name um michael brooks at all He's the uh, Fire and Fury journalist, isn't he? He was well. So he was on the. It was. It, I guess it was like a, a radio show, but also a YouTube channel. Oh, the guy called, who died. The guy who died. Yeah, the guy uh, that sadly passed away. Report. Yep, yes. yep, that dude. He he was a major influence on my um, foreign policy politics. He yes. on that show. I like back in like late high school, early college, and then. Um, um a little bit during i think he i forget exactly when he passed but it was like during the early pandemic i would listen to a lot of what he had to say and just his passion for south american politics and just foreign politics in general really influenced me to want to learn more about a lot of these places so i've since then since listening to him i've been really kind of interested in a lot of these regions in the world and followed a lot of these politics um I'm an idiot. I I forget exactly where I was going with that, but <laughs> well, I do want to ask. Uh, in light yes. of you saying that, I do want to ask you, like, yeah, what do you see as being? Because Lula seems pretty to have taken this pretty seriously so far from the things yeah. that he has said. And w do you think that this is going to be a more serious than the the J six commission? Is this going to be result in like? you know, censure of politicians or like mass arrests and stuff. Well, that's, what's kind of interesting to me is 
so far, I mean, it's only been since we're, we're, we're recording two days after, but so far it seems like Lula has been taking this pretty seriously. Um, I think it was the day of he went on TV and basically was like, we are going to make an example of some of the police and military members that permitted this and were okay with this. And he, he straight up said like the Brazilian people cannot trust portions of the police anymore. I mean, look at Biden's response to a lot of like January 6th stuff. I mean, it was, it was okay, but I feel like the, like the commission wasn't really, does anybody even really remember the commission that was just took place? They just disbanded like recently, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing and they, really resulted of it. Yeah, yeah. Trump doesn't need to, t- didn't need to testify. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nobody nothing, who like, like there were no consequences. Matt, Matt Gates gave him like a tour of the Capitol. The day before. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, the only consequences that I could see is like some of the people that did some like vandalism on the inside of like mm-hmm. the the um, White House or um, government buildings in America maybe got some jail time. I think other than that, there's not really any consequences for, because I mean, I think I'm sure you guys remember there were videos of secret service members, like letting a lot of these people into the Capitol and like sure. just watching it happen. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's really away. no, con- yeah, they, they walked away. They didn't do anything. There's no consequences for a lot of these people. And Biden really hasn't been pushing for any consequences, at least as far as I've seen. Um, so, as far as I'm aware, Lula wants to push for a lot of consequences for a lot of like higher up figures in like military and police, which I think is a really good response. Um, Imagine having a president with a spine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. They didn't just like they didn't just do that. They're like they arrested 1,200 people on the, that day. Oh fuck! You're right. I forgot about that. On that day, and then there was like a like they on the days after they like pulled over like 50 something buses full of like Bolsonaro guys that they just arrested because they were trying to flee the area. Yeah. That's the interesting thing is like, there was a lot of um, Bolsonaro supporters kind of bust in from um, surrounding areas into this kind of like coup situation, um, which is really interesting because in America with January 6th, as far as I'm aware, no one was really like bust in. It was kind of a spontaneous thing that kind of happened. But this this situation in Brazil was kind of like encouraged or like people were brought in to yeah, kind of cause trouble or organize. They weren't just trying to take it over. They were going to, um, from what I read, their plan was to occupy it for days or weeks. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I... That's what they wanted to do? Yeah, they wanted to, yeah, kind of occupy, kind of like, I, I hate to compare it to this just because, I mean, there's a lot of opinions about it, but kind of, do you guys remember the whole Chaz situation? Yeah, and Yeah, yeah I, it seemed like they kind of wanted to do a similar situation where they kind of stayed in the space for a while, kind of occupied it. And on on Twitter, there was, I don't know if you guys follow, like, I mean, I, I don't follow them, but there was like some griper. Do you guys know what gripers are? <laughs> really quick. Yes. Yes. Of course I know I don't think I don't think we need to explain to our audience what a griper is. <laughs> okay, true. Um, there were there were a few griper accounts. Um, you you know how like there's like left leaning like kind of vague left Twitter accounts that will like talk about news and shit. For gripers, there was like some like griper accounts covering a lot of what was happening in the coup attempt in Brazil, and just seeing a lot of these photos of a lot of these people like occupying these 
these places and there were there were like videos and photos of a lot of Bolsonaro supporters singing I think the national anthem in some of these buildings and trying to take over them uh, really really kind of a stunning thing just how similar a lot of like global right-wingers are to kind of American right-wingers like I, f- so, I feel like a lot of people in America are like oh <laughs> the American right is like so uniquely evil and like awful but like the this feels kind of like a playbook at this point in the way that they kind of handle a lot of like losing elections uh, to put it simply, simply. So uh, with it being so similar to January 6th, my big question is like, why didn't they bring guns? Why didn't they actually try to defend a position or anything? Like it seems strange to me that you would organize buses and like sort of waves of arrival and things like that with a bunch of like out of shape middle-aged idiots <laughs> who did not bring guns like what kind of coup is that yeah that's kind of what's interesting and i probably should have looked into this i i didn't even really think about that but maybe um like gun control uh, is maybe a little bit more strict there you know i i actually have no co- like clue about like well, gun ownership in brazil personally do you guys happen uh, to have any idea about that Bolsonaro was saying, like, leading up to the election that uh, he wanted his supporters to buy guns to defend their votes. Like, he was basically saying, steal this election for me with your weapons. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. Um, I, did a, I did a little research. I watched some speeches. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it, it's it, – it's, I don't know why they wouldn't <laughs> – if Bolsonaro is not there, what's your plan? <laughs> like, are we just gonna see this in like in like every country like uh, periodically now? Everybody's just gonna get their own weird. Like, next it's gonna be India, and then the UK is gonna have to get in on it, and they're all just going oh, to like just sort of amble around their state houses for a little <laughs> while to blow off some steam. Yeah, everyone will have their own QAnon sh- shaman. Everyone's gonna have like their weird yeah. like, old lady that steals a podium. The way in Honestly, the Marvel yeah. <laughs> in the Marvel universe, the way that there's a there's a Captain Canada and a Captain England, there's gonna be like <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna sorry, be... it's fucking hilarious that Brazil had their own shaman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Was, and I'll be honest. But he was he was like rebranded for Brazil. He was in like <laughs> feathers and in Indian head or not an Indian, but it was a different kind of Indian headdress. I mean he looked he looked and... the part for sure. He he was killing the costume. Yeah, yeah, honestly, he looked, he looked he looked better than the American shaman. I'll be honest, yeah. he, he kind of yeah. went harder. Yeah, too. yeah, we have to see him without yeah. the makeup, though. We can't, True. you know. We've all seen Jacob Chansley <laughs> without the makeup at this point. And it's just <laughs> yeah. not fair to judge it. Yeah, I think that just shows that makeup helps anyone look better, no matter no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think to kind of get out of a kind of serious topic, because I mean, this is kind of a serious discussion. I, th- I think. What what's been really funny and and you've brought it up a couple times, Wack, is Bolsonaro's not even in Brazil. Like <laughs> currently, yeah, as as December, he's December, been in he's just Florida, been just ambling around like a fucking idiot, at produce and candy, uh, looking at idiot. like no one knows what he's actually supposed to be doing. Here. And like, on vacation he'll just go to like a fucking Fred Meyer or Kroger and just like. <laughs> He'll have like seven people taking pictures of him, like holding a Malamar bar. <laughs> yeah, he was. There's that video. Uh, I don't know how many people saw it, but there was that video of, yeah, you're right. Just like him 
stumbling around a store, just like looking around, like sort of looking walking confused. around, yeah. just sort of looking around. <laughs> yeah, just kind of confused. <laughs> and... It's not even like the same thing as like the the Cold War stuff, where uh, yeah, <laughs> Boris Yeltsin came over and was like like crying because we had so many different kinds of frozen <laughs> treats or something like all the things that like we have Brazil has. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. like like. Like he heard like Amer- American football was playing on the radio and he got like a panic attack while he was like trying to figure out which rotisserie chicken to purchase or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's funny that you bring that up because that's kind of like in my mind what I thought of immediately when I saw that video is the whole Yeltsin um, like end of the, the Soviet era kind of comparison. And it's, it, it just feels like so depressing from their side of things. Like he's it's just, just like, derivative. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's some unwell dude. Like, let's be honest. You guys have seen recent photos of him. He, he looks he like looks, he's, he looks bad. He looks horrible. He even looks when like he's not he's in the hospital. Than I do, man. Like, <laughs> he, he's like, listen, yeah, he's, he's going to die in like, six months tops if, 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 if bolsonaro lives 18 months uh that's another money bet we can take on this podcast I'll, yeah let's make this bet right now how long do we think bolsonaro is going to be alive Definitely. i think okay because <laughs> before, before you make a bet before you make a bet i don't know if you guys you guys have seen photos of him outside of the hospital because we've all seen photos of him inside the hospital but him outside of the hospital, he looks like horrible. It's it's. Worse. I have a. He's I have like a. Melting. Yeah, like, I have. He looks like a wax. <laughs> I currently have a drafted tweet basically talking about this and showing photos of him just kind of being around, like not in the hospital, and it's like stunning how horrible he looks. He does not look well. I don't think it's wise for any of us to make this bet now because. If we recall, right after Trump left office, he looked fucking bad too. <laughs> That's true. This and might he just be a a presidency <laughs> hangover. He got out of his adrenochrome, you know. Yeah, right. I Maybe mean, he has. Trump, <laughs> Trump's does have like he ha- he has like noticeably lost his energy and his his, his sort of swag. But oh yeah, we don't know if he's gonna get it back. He's lost it before and he's gotten it back before. So. It's hard to say what kind of Trump we're going to be getting the next few years, and it's possible Bolsonaro maybe does something a little wacky <laughs> for representative in Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think a lot of people have money on that. I I really do think I believe if he's sticking around for a long time, I do think he will run for representative in Florida. Like, if let's assume he has like the Henry Kissinger lifespan, he lives until he's 102 yeah. years old. I think he's running in Florida. He's going to be a representative. People will vote for him. <laughs> and he I think he could be the governor. <laughs> he could oh, be. Man. He could be the governor one yeah, day. Yeah, DeSantis is president. President DeSantis, governor Bolsonaro. God damn. Dear so God. Funny. Cursed timeline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um while we are recording this and and I am rapidly running out of things to, that I I can say about Brazil. Uh, we the are you guys on Twitter? Are you seeing any of the Golden Globes results that are coming in as we do this? So yeah, I just I've been found out. All day. I just found out that the Golden Globes were happening like ten minutes before we started recording. <laughs> uh, <me> too, <laughs> and I was, I was I was yeah I, I was desperately stopping. trying to think of <laughs> stopping like the entire Golden Globes. I thought so because there was that whole controversy about how the go- uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press doesn't tell anybody like how to win. So um. Wait, what's this about? I don't know anything about this. Oh, so the Hollywood Foreign Press is like 
famously opaque about how they actually choose who wins a Golden Globe. And and agents and and actors and and uh, different people were like, "You, we need more transparency uh, how this is done, or else our clients aren't going to go there, or I'm not going to go there." And and they changed some stuff, but it wasn't like enough. I didn't even know. I think it wasn't televised in 2020, but but they still had it. I don't know. It's been like really uh you know a precarious sort of award show but it is currently happening as we record this um immediately appears... before we uh signed on for this uh and i'm probably getting his name wrong but kihue kwan data um yes from the goonies one for everything everywhere all at once um he gave a speech that was just so sweet it made me tear up for sure I've been watching it. It's good. I've been like, you know, I'm obviously I'm focused. <laughs> Number one focus is on this podcast right now, but I'm not going to lie. I have been refreshing and trying <laughs> to watch like what's been going on. Um, yeah. Speech, uh, uh, every, was beautiful. Everything everywhere all at once is uh, it won. He, he won. Michelle Yeoh won. Uh, RRR won for best uh, original song. Oh, hell yeah. That was uh, a good movie. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won Best Animated. So I never actually saw Crimson Peak, but I remember when that came out um, at the time, I was kind of like, this movie, like the trailer looks like it would be a movie that looks pretty interesting, but also it seems like a movie where I would like walk out of it and complete, like my mind would be wiped immediately. Like I wouldn't remember exactly, a single second of it. That is exactly what kind of movie it is. Yeah. And I... Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> I saw it with my uh I saw it with my my friends uh 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 well like my one friend and his boyfriend and they were both just excited for the outfits and I was like yeah but it kind of sucks and they're like did you see her dress and I'm like I don't think we care about the same things so, <laughs> so I just sort of let it go Yeah that, that that was a movie I was like oh maybe I'll watch it someday but it's been what like 7 years I'm probably not going to watch it um but going back really quick i know so you said that um everywhere all at once won some awards that's also still a movie i haven't seen which uh i I, we're kind of shifting into movie mode apparently but uh, like i think all of us are kind of tuned into to to film twitter at least a little bit to an extent yeah and for me it's been interesting over the last like six months watching a ton of people on twitter kind of be like oh this movie is amazing go watch this movie support this movie to within the last two months a bunch of people i follow being like yeah everyone's like oh this movie actually is like cringe and reddit and sucks and and it's like horrible now and it's like what's going on what's going on (laughs) i am of the i am of the strict opinion that great art is always a little cringe great art will always be slightly cringe and uh i loved that movie a lot um i i i mean i stand by it and i think the the haters are just generally really annoying um of of that movie and the other movies that it's cool to hate like uh glass onion and and (laughs) yes okay so really quick so why do you hate it so something i found interesting (laughs) okay that's the you haven't seen it so can i ask you why if you haven't seen it why do you hate it (laughs) (laughs) because before before you answer i just want to say like there's been a few like it's mostly been 
either people have said like, oh, it's a really fun movie or like they just really love it or people just kind of like hate it. And the people that I've seen hate it, I've not really seen an explanation for why. And I've had like a couple discussions in some group chats and I'm like genuinely trying to figure out like, why don't you like this movie? And no okay. one ever like explicitly told me. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. I was just being a dumb edgelord. Don't listen to me. <laughs> it's open season. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give my glass onion take because I, I somehow it is kind of like a controversial, I mean, not somehow, every, film Twitter is always controversial, but yeah. I, fe- I feel like people do have a lot of strong opinions about it both ways. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if you, I think it's just a fun movie. I don't know. I just had a lot of fun with it. I think the the whole idea of like the the main detective character Bana Blanc as just like a reoccurring film character in like these silly scenarios is just kind of fun. And beyond that, I don't know. I, th- I think trying to take it too seriously or trying to like pathologize it too much is just kind of like missing. Maybe not missing the point of the the movies because I don't really think there's a point to the movies. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like so many people on film Twitter and just kind of real life discussions take movies way too seriously sometimes. I don't know. That's just kind of my take on I some think of these. That, I think that it is also, I, I think that it is a, a peer pressure thing to a large degree. I, I think that like, like Chapo has gone so fucking hard on hating uh, the Knives Out Ryan Johnson movies. Yeah, and I think oh, a lot of people did? are like... Uh, actually, I think they're great now. I changed my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there are people... I think there are people who are afraid uh, to seem uncool by disagreeing with the cool guys who are saying that it's uncool. I didn't uh, know that the Chapo guys didn't like these movies. That changes uh, everything. Now I love them. I love them so much. They made me like listen. There's, there's, there's. As Martin Scorsese would say, there's movies and then there's cinema. Uh, Glass Onion is cinema to me. So to to continue our movie discussion, uh, Tar, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett just won for Tar, uh, which I haven't seen yet, but I hear it's quite good. So, so, uh, happy, so happy for her. I also haven't seen Tar. I know nothing about it other than everyone seemingly loves it, even Barack Obama. What is that about? Um, well, Obama keep it brief, I guess. a list of movies and music that he loves every year because he needs to be cool. Uh, but <laughs> Tar is about a composer or something. I don't know. I almost watched it today. I watched Kimmy instead, which I thought was watch, good. But... Let's not talk about Tar. Just watch Tar. It's good. I think yeah. Okay. Just, just enjoy it for what it is. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, totally I did fair. want to. I did want to wrap up the episode with uh, reading an article, a blog post uh, <laughs> that we did. Yes. Um, that we did d- discover. Uh, it was making the rounds a couple days ago, but I think it's worth a read because I don't think very many people read it. They just had a lot of fun dunking on this guy, uh, as he uh, enjoyed saying. Uh, the trolls were out in force. He uh, was fighting off the trolls. It was his full time job. Uh, yada yada about the trolls I, I, I have a visceral reaction to anybody who starts complaining about internet trolls because <laughs> it, it's like like for me people will say things to me like um, you know like oh you're just a troll and it's like what is, like, what is that like no I don't so use dated. My... It fe- yeah. using the word troll just feels so dated yeah, people will be like, you're afraid. You don't show your face or say your real name. It's like, yeah, man, like it would be inconvenient at my job. It's 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 not that complicated. And and 
the the idea that like there are trolls who go to another website or have a a group dm where they all try to like get together to bother people i've been in group (laughs) dms like that and they're a fucking drag because nobody (laughs) wants to help anybody else it's like hey can you ruin this guy's life for me and nobody does shit they're just like oh sorry my kid had a he had a he had a flu and (laughs) to give a to give a quick counterpoint to that trans yeah. group chats are the exact opposite if you want to ruin someone's life they will go for you like me and a couple people i, I don't know if you guys saw went after haas like last week yeah, oh well, yeah we, we I saw that yeah we went yeah we went hard on him and he blocked all of us so that was pretty fun so sometimes sometimes people do try to ruin people's lives but a lot of the time yeah you're right whack it's kind of people just twiddling their thumbs like okay sorry <laughs> yeah you get like a i mean i have left every group chat i've been added to um and anybody who like knows me personally on twitter knows i'm the worst in group chats a friend dm'd me the other day and she was like i want to start a group chat you seem like a great person in group chats and it's like that's because you've never seen me in one uh because i do not <laughs> respond to anything i barely show up and when i do i'm usually asking for something so i try not to uh Try not to be in them in general, uh, but <laughs> we've got we've got this. Uh, this is from the RenaissanceMen.org. Uh, good Christ, this is a blog. This is a man who uh, has paid for a blue check on Twitter. But Great start. He, he is a blogger. Uh, Nate Fish PA is his Twitter at. Please don't bother him. Uh, but he does write about this um he has an absolutely stellar haircut um that is in no way no in no way does it look like he is spiking his hair because he is rapidly losing it and he thinks we can't notice uh that haircut has been reported to human resources like 50 times (laughs) that is a problematic haircut like i you need to shave it and go with the bald and beard look. It's the best look, <laughs> and it's just what you got to do yeah, now. Point, there's only a, a few things that guys like us can do. You can just be the soy jack guy, or you can embarrass yourself. <laughs> I think. I, do you guys know um, Sam? The what's his at the? Oh, fuck! It's something about or something like Silent Observer, like Owl or something. I forget his yeah, at, but he yeah, yeah. he always talks about how. If you start balding, just embrace the bald look. Like, just embrace it. You have to embrace being just bald. Embrace it. Yeah, just embrace it. Shave it off. Get it rid of it. Or um, grow it long and look like Karl Marx. Those are your options. Oh yeah. Or Rasputin. <laughs> you could you could end up looking either way. Yeah, but it worked for Rasputin because he was like seven feet tall. All just right, a quick so, clarification. His ad is please. Sam the Night Owl. <laughs> I just quickly Sam looked it up. Owl. I don't know if you guys know him. He's super cool. But go on. Oh, yeah, I do know this person. I didn't know, you know, I know the pictures. Anywho, this is a blog from Nate Fisher. Um, please check out his blog. Please don't harass him on our behalf. I'm, I'm serious about that part. I was kidding about his haircut looking good. The haircut looks bad. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's get serious here. We've got an article that he um, wrote and then tweeted about and then, uh, no, tweeted about then wrote the article and then spent days defending and i think he he wanted he wanted the light shined on him and i think it is worth um 
looking at his blog, which this the the title, the headline here is Can You Make Millions Starting with Just Five Dollars? Let's look <laughs> at the big picture, folks. I'm gonna read it as he wrote it without the context because he does eventually link the tweet, but I will just read as he wrote it, hoping that he gives some context here, because I haven't read this yet. <laughs> Uh, I recently posted a tweet on Wall Street Silver Post. A guy lost $2 million while day trading and was working at a deli. I found the post somewhat heartbreaking. Somewhat. Mostly, I sympathize with someone losing a fortune to an extent. Lots of risk taken to get that fortune, but lack of discipline to keep it. Furthermore, he sounded somewhat humiliated to be working at a deli. Many people would want that job in a heartbeat, but it was sympathetic to me in the extent that I'd like to see him overcome this and rebound. Uh, this is really poorly written. I did not anticipate it being this bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... Uh, so I am going to read this. I do just want to lay out a warning. It is quite poorly written. I am not going to address it over and over again. You will hear it, and I will simply read it as it is written, if that works for everybody. Works for me, yeah. Excellent. Recently, no, I recently posted a tweet on Wall Street Silver Post. A guy lost $2 million while day trading and was working at a deli. I found the post somewhat heartbreaking. Somewhat. Mostly, I sympathize with someone losing a fortune to an extent. Lots of risk taken to get that fortune, but lack of discipline to keep it. Furthermore, he sounded somewhat humiliated to be working at a deli. Many people would want that job in a heartbeat, but it was sympathetic to me in the extent that I'd like to see him overcome this and rebound. Like there was a profound sadness in his tone. You could hear pain in his voice. He may not have known he was communicating to the audience, Many people may not have the strength to go on, and personally, <laughs> I think everyone likes a comeback story. I think this guy is someone to keep an eye on because he tasted success and wants to get back to it. The question is, how can he do it? First, <laughs> have a video go viral doesn't hurt. <laughs> what? Have a viral? <laughs> just like any any video go viral? Like <laughs> that. So, so what, what Juniper, does he mean? Juniper, have a video go viral doesn't hurt. So, that's, <laughs> okay, that you need Even to know. Even if everyone is screaming at you, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, what can I have a like a video go viral of me with sunglasses on, ranting in my car? Is that gonna make me wealthy? I mean, maybe. I, that gets like some right wingers wealthy. That, you guys that... remember that uh, that lifestyle blogger who accidentally filmed herself beating the shit out of her dog and then uploaded it to YouTube? No, that went viral. I don't actually. <laughs> I actually don't remember that. But she was goddamn. like punching and spitting on her dog. Jesus, and it was like horrifying to watch. I mean, it went viral, okay. but she probably can't get any work now. <laughs> well, okay, so so okay, so first, have a video go viral doesn't hurt. As it expands your network and perhaps gets you access to those who can help. But I digress. First paragraph, big guy. You're already digressing. <laughs> In the movie Cinderella Man. <laughs> incredible sentence I know. starter. That's yeah, why incredible. I said we have to keep going. In the, <laughs> In the movie Cinderella Man, there was a scene where during the Great Depression, 
Russell Crowe's character, Braddock, has to take welfare and pass a hat around to keep a roof over his family's head. My grandmother still lives alone and will be 96 this year. She was farmed out at nine when her mother died and my great-grandfather was laid off from the coal mines and he had to take a job building the PA turnpike. Her one-year-old little sister was adopted out. Jeez, that's fucking grim. Um, sorry, uh, blogger. What is the fucking through line to Cinderella Man? <laughs> yeah, because we know what the tweet. <laughs> we know what the tweet is. We know what the tweet is that right. he got yelled at about. But he's taking a fucking running start to explain what it is. Yeah, because oh uh, I think because I think we all saw what this tweet was originally. Yeah. But I, if you just told me you were going to read some random article and not. Like, if I didn't know what this was leading to, I would have been like, why are we talking about this? What the hell is this? What is any of this? There's still a bit more to go before he gets there, too. Uh, She is a child of the Great Depression, and there is a hardness to these people to overcome anything that most reading this can never fathom. The suffering this generation endured is something that inspires awe to see how successful they became. One thing many know about that time is when the stock market collapsed. People were throwing themselves off of buildings. The tragedy was horrendous. Let's not repeat that. Okay. We won't. (laughs) Done. We will not repeat the stock market crash of 1929. Uh, One thing you realize is that most younger people in this country have had no adversity. Okay. Oh yeah, famously, uh, <laughs> people who grew up with their entire lives when the United States was at war and have lived through like, four recessions. We don't no adversity. That's None true. at all. None at all. Worst economic crisis, like repeated economic crisis, pandemic. Nothing. We're fine. Things are going great right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. Just being like, just being like <laughs> that generation lived through a massive world war, a horrible economy. Uh, rising fuel prices, rising housing <laughs> prices, and a deadly pandemic. So why don't you suck it up, millennials? Yeah, you've got nothing like this on your plate right now. <laughs> and Gen Z and the little babies, too. Okay, so one thing you realize <laughs> is that most younger people in this country have had no adversary, adversity and are mostly programmed to think that getting rich is the most important thing ever. And if you cannot be successful with money, that you are a failure. I have had my share of adversity. And every time you are punched in the face hard, get knocked down and dust yourself off, you come back up stronger. Uh, please attribute your quotes to Chumbawamba uh, if you're going to uh, quote them. <laughs> really quick. Y- yeah. You you prefaced all of this with this is poorly written, but I'm yeah. like genuinely shocked at how... Like really hard to follow along with the fuck he's talking about. And I've read this article. <laughs> and I, I'm someone who self-admittedly, I'm a horrible writer. There's a reason why I thrive with under 200, what, 80 characters. And I don't write beyond that. It's because I, I can't write very well. I, <laughs> I'm not a good writer at all. Um, this this dude, wood, dog. <laughs> exactly. And I thrive in brevity. I don't in long form. And this guy should recognize his strengths. It's not long form. It's brevity. I feel like it may well, be even hear, not brevity. Well, let's hear the tweet, the the famous tweet that he's he's uh, he's been leading up to. 
He said, uh, before we get to the tweet, there's a little preamble. I hope you guys don't mind. So I wanted to write something that hopefully the young man in the video would see and be inspired by. So he made this tweet in order to inspire young people. And the tweet is as follows. And this was to the Wall Street Bets Silver uh, Wall Street Silver uh, Great Twitter account. account. The, account. the Reddit, awesome the Reddit account. <laughs> Wall Street Twitter account. Awesome he account. said, he said, and I quote, you airdrop a billionaire into a third world country with $5 in his pocket. And with a few, within a few years, he will become a millionaire. There are traits, True. skills, and characteristics <laughs> True. financially super successful people have to maximize what they have. True. They know how to play <laughs> any hand dealt. Now, you know, we here at Western Kabuki genuinely think that that is true and smart and wise and yeah. correct. <laughs> um, we love billionaires. <laughs> we love people like Elon Musk. Listen, we, we think they're smart. <laughs> there are a number of uh, scientific studies that prove that this is correct. The skill and trait that millionaires and billionaires have is the fact that they're sociopaths. There have been a million studies saying that people who are able and willing to do the things that are necessary to make that kind of money are antisocial. So, correct. But not in the way uh, that this guy thinks. Right, yeah. Uh, you just basically <laughs> need to you need to feel no other emotion but disgust and try to do nothing but impress people. <laughs> what, is, what was Ed saying on our last episode? The, these guys just don't enjoy anything, but like, <laughs> yes, know, yes, know, right, yeah, like that's yeah. what. It well, takes. I was quoting Patrick Bateman, but I think they like quote Patrick Bateman and think that they are <laughs> uh, like he's a fool. Patrick too. Bateman was so based. Like, imagine a Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Bateman peppy. Oh my God, is there a Patrick Bateman? pet pay there needs to be if there it was made by brent I'm easton ellis it. himself I'm sure. <laughs> but that's really the funny thing is like if you gave a billionaire five dollars imagine giving elon musk five dollars and like airdropping him in like um i don't know what we country like nigeria to, we don't have to imagine we that we don't have to imagine it because the, the fact of the matter is elon has told a story about his life that he thinks is a charming tale about how he learned the value of a dollar and what he did was he broke into his father's safe, stole his father's emeralds, took those emeralds to Tiffany mm -hmm. uh, in New York City. True story. And he sold the emeralds for like $5,000. Wait, is that actually they, real? I have not seen that story of true. He has, told, he has told this story multiple times. This oh, fuck. He has told. Oh, he shit. He, he, sold those, he sold the emeralds for like $5,000. And then he comes back to the store and he sees that the necklaces with the emeralds are being sold for like $20,000. <laughs> so he's like, I learned the value of, of retail like negotiating yes. and all that. What do you say, Caleb? What do you say, Caleb? Nothing. That just, he, in that story, he talks about how he learned um, the value of retail. So yeah, what a good story and for him. Also, um, while you guys are talking, I didn't want to interrupt, but, uh, Good news and bad news. Bad news is there is not a Patrick Bateman, Bateman Pepe. <laughs> okay. There should be. There the should good be. news is that there are dozens of Patrick Bateman Pepe's. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. They're everywhere. That, that's, that's what we need. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, I mean, Elon Musk pissed away tens of thousands of dollars by accident the first day he was like out on his own. And so the idea that he would like have five dollars and just know how to make a million on it is fucking ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> continuing with the reading. Really quick, sorry, I just want to make one final Please. point. I, th- I think it is really funny that he, to this day, like currently, continually denies that his family had like an emerald mine. Like you, you can see. I mean, he tweeted kind of recently, like, "Oh, I have no idea what people are talking about when people say I have an emerald mine," and you can link to articles of him saying, "Like, I know it sounds crazy, but my." My, my father had a, uh, stocks or he had like a stake in an emerald mine. I just think it's really funny that he denies something that he himself has admitted to multiple times. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, it reminds me of the de- denial that uh, that Amazon put out with the, the peeing in bottles thing they're, where they're just like, you don't really believe that. <laughs> it's like, what reason would they have to lie? What are you right. talking about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> same same sort of deal. Yeah. OK. Get the grill out, because I got roasted by the trolls who have no idea <laughs> of my background. I I'm not trolls, by the way. Yeah, uh, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to single them out here, but there was essentially two flavors of trolls on this one. Subject verb agreement, much big guy. <laughs> that is, bru- <laughs> I mean, brutal. There was essentially two flavors of trolls on this one. <laughs> He's such a bad writer. I can't believe this. This is insane a how horrible he is. Terrible and boring writer. Yeah. One, the literal sense, I guess, thinking about w- warlords and getting murdered in days. The other crew threw up hands like, you can't do that. It's impossible. Who? Boy, oh boy. this guy what's interesting about this guy is i feel like i've never heard of him before like where did he come from does that did anyone he was in anyone's radar he was just a main character he was no he was no one before he's he was no one okay that's what's interesting because a lot of like he has like his blog is huge he has like multiple headings my 175 pound weight loss story my crazy silver interests all politics fake uh, the Nate, <laughs> the Nate Folio fake. mining stocks also fake. Oh my god, the Nate Folio mining stocks method. <laughs> what is any of this? Sometimes uh, the, these are on. these are like these subheadings on his blog. These are like the different types of like things you can click through. Uh, he also has the Renaissance Man, which is the name of the blog, and where to get PMS. Which ladies, we don't we we already know where to get PMS, don't we? <laughs> No PMs. So something that's really interesting to me about, especially people that are like pro, like capitalist, kind of like right wing type of guys, is like, I feel like they kind of pop out out of nowhere. Like they just appear. Who are the people that follow this kind of guy? Who are the people that are like going to work every day and they're like, oh, I can't wait for this guy's new column to come out about how um, a billionaire can be airdropped to a third world country with five dollars and make it. Like, who are these people? So these, I, just, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about because I've gotten quote tweeted by an account like that where it's like, "Look at this lib snowflake," and you click on their account and they have like five hundred thousand followers. Yeah, and now you're being called like a word that his community made up. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> What is this? So this guy, this yeah. guy has fewer. He has fewer followers than that. But he, I, I don't know. He has all the makings of one of these guys. I, I he has he has like six thousand followers right now. But I, he, there's nothing really stopping him from catching on the way those other people have. 
like none of them are good writers either. None of them make any sense or are good people, and they all yeah. just successful. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like a lot of these people, like I'm sure you guys are familiar with uh, Graham Lineham, the super like transphobic guy. Like yeah. these are all horrible, horrible writers. Yeah, and they all have their own Substack, and people pay to read all this shit. It's like who people pay to yeah. get what Graham Lineham has to say. <laughs> it's like even if you are like a transphobe it's like you you don't even care about what grand linaham says he's like they're they're gonna rape your kids and it's like yeah i know they're gonna rape your kids why are you yelling at me like you have to be a very certain type of person to even like pay grand linaham to write a new article yeah about what kind of bathrooms people are using these days like i i for the i for the first time read one of his uh substack articles and i was just like wow this is like like aside from just being wrong obviously like just hor- again it's a horrible writing all of these people just have horrible writing styles and yeah. like it's painful to read through just like this last guy and the it's just stunning to me that anyone kind of listens to these kind of people i don't know how many people follow this what was his name brett something Nathan. Five or six thousand. Oh my! Yeah. Like, okay. Like so he's almost, kind of a, it's almost six thousand. So he's a nobody. He could, so he. I mean, he his could a, blow up though. I mean, it's not <laughs> out of the question. I don't think there's no reason he couldn't. He could get the Western Kabuki bump. Who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe we'll <laughs> make him famous. God bless Nathan. You're welcome yeah, on the show. Uh, I think that we just started a blood feud. Uh, yeah. As soon as we get blocked from uh, by Glenn Greenwald, I'm going after this guy again. <laughs> yeah, this guy was kind of fun. I didn't like go after him as especially like even though that tweet was really funny the the whole five dollars to like in it airdrop like yeah. i didn't go after him i just kind of watched it from the sidelines that was a really funny kind of uh scenario <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well uh okay so next paragraph gets a little wild because he's gonna start talking about himself now um and i'm just like skimming it i there's no way i'm reading this whole article it didn't seem that long at the beginning but now it seems like an everest to get through this whole thing but i do it's terrible there's so i much. do want to share i do want to share uh this paragraph where he explains his own background uh he said well for those of you who don't know a guy who lived a mile from me growing up went to high school with me and shared a <laughs> best friend horrible sentence sorry to interrupt but jesus christ this is like fourth grade level writing i tell my students i tell my students and they hate doing it too but i tell my students just like read what you wrote out loud you only really have to do it the first few times before you realize how painful it is to read bad writing out loud uh but he says uh he shared a best friend with this guy who went to school a mile away from him uh and he happened to be the guy who invented youtube yeah, that guy who was bought out by Google for $360 million. He was working first at PayPal with Elon and designed the PayPal logo as his start. One of my closest friends from high school went to school for meteorology, eventually worked at a hedge fund, and is now one of the most successful horse racing owners in the country. Yeah. Two guys that had no more or less than me in my orbit. Worth a lot now. Hopefully, if gold and silver pan out, 
I'll be joining them. Oh no, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gold and silver kind of guy. He, Nathan, he watches. Stick with blogging. Nathan, your bread is buttered on the blog, my guy. <laughs> Keep the precious metals for the suckers. You're the guy who tells them to buy them, not the guy who buys them. Yeah, you can't tell them you're buying that shit. That's no Do good. not get high off your own supply with the gold and silver freaks. Please, it's, it's... Nathan. Sadly, we can confirm he watches Fox News and takes everything, every ad he sees seriously. We can confirm yes. that based off of that. But I'm not breathing their air just yet. I took the long route to get there someday. Sheesh, Nathan. <laughs> I took the long route to get there someday. What? My man? I can't. You know, it's it's bullying at a certain point. I'm proud of these guys, <laughs> but seeing how people can be self-made right in front of your eyes changes how you think about the, those odds. I can tell you that when uh, you go through an MBA, you learn hundreds of different case stories about how people got starts, how persistent they were, how many times they failed. It is true that those who had daddy's money or daddy's network got a leg up, but there are literally millions of sole proprietorships out there right now being successful working 18-hour days to put a roof over their head for their families. Maybe so, it's a local tire shop, a pizza shop, a hot dog cart, maybe even a deli. So basically, from what I can gather, this guy's whole point is everyone who's rich deserved it, even if they got help along the way. And yeah, it, I mean, it Multiple points in the article were basically just like, uh, or like his advice was, uh, be born wealthy, have wealthy <laughs> yeah. parents, or just get lucky. Right. No, no, none of it is. And I mean, that kind of goes to what a lot of like leftist people will say about rich people is that they, I, I mean, it's pretty clear that a lot of the cases with a lot of these wealthy people, you'll see those articles that are like, oh, uh, <laughs> this, this guy's this guy saved a ton of money doing this. Um, um, fuck what it would. Sorry. I'm, let me, let me start that over. Um, <laughs> there, there's always those articles that'll be like, Oh, this person cut out. Um, fuck. I don't know why I'm struggling with this. Starbucks so coffee or whatever. Yeah. Like it'll be like, Oh, like the whole thing will be like, Oh, the, this, this person made it by cutting out these, these certain things, um, yeah. in their life. They, these like, um, the, these like entertainment things but then you look at you read through the article and a lot of the times it's like oh they have these wealthy parents that paid for everything and they the, these parents also paid for the house and their business um and it's never this like bootstrap story that a lot of like wealthy people or right-wingers love to sell to people it's always the story of of oh my parents are wealthy and i was given all of these opportunities at every corner and I, that's the, the reason i made it I think we've I all think seen anybody, those sort of stories. I think anybody who tells you their own story and tells you it could be your story, you should like a warning sign should go up immediately because I am in my early 30s. I bought a house because I was allowed to live with my mom for three years for free. And I got like a big cash gift from my dad. Like it's like it's not really like a. You know shameful thing to have that leg up i don't think but i don't need to sit here and tell people that 
they can be like me because obviously not everybody has the same fucking opportunities and and <laughs> right i mean it's, most just, people don't have that right and i mean i think pretty much any analysis of especially uh like america i don't know about other countries but in america today a lot of analysis goes shows that um wealth is inherited through like um like generations of families that's why a lot of like white families are a lot wealthier than of course like black families is because right. white families of course had that leg up of not being slaves um so it's a lot of generational wealth um given to a lot of families I, that's just kind of how it is in a lot of cases generational wealth is a is a big factor in a lot of people's lives and that's just kind of how it is in america so he so nathan here goes on to explain that ceos have some sort of ineffable quality that makes them better uh they understand sales money finance marketing uh they know how to you know use people as a resource all this other whatever bullshit they say i i do want to skip down here to where he describes his situation and i gotta say i feel like our friend nathan is selling himself short um but he says i'm 47 i have two kids a wife and i work a nine to five like you guys i do well for myself and more or less failed my way into two rental properties i feel at this stage of my life if I put 80 to 90 hours a week of time in, I could make millions. But that's not my goal in life at all. Would it be nice to have FU money? Kind of. But I have a two-year-old, and I miss a lot of my 13-year-old's life. So after all this, after about 27 minutes of talking through his blog, he's not even a millionaire. He doesn't even want to be a millionaire. Doesn't sound like it. He's working smarter to try to uh, try and augment my existing career and plan for what may come down the road. Yes, I took four years of an MBA and two more years for an MS in cybersecurity to get where I am. But when you're oh shut the but, fuck up. But if you were 22 and thought this wasn't possible, shame on you. Why? Because you listen to people that you know what is. I mean, it's enough. It's just like. It's the same shit, but like he doesn't have anything to sell. What kind of pervert does this without like a, a program, a system? <laughs> of, uh, That's uh, the thing uh, that uh, I found most remarkable pill. about this because this is like a f- three or four thousand word article that he wrote just to prove the trolls wrong. <laughs> like he had nothing to sell. No. Like, at the end of the article, he's like, well, uh, I'm not actually a millionaire and I have nothing to sell you. But <laughs> you think that after all of this, you would. In. Yeah, you'd, you'd think that 3,000 words in, he would be like, oh, and I have this like Andrew Tate-esque program to sell you that, to make you wealthy. Nothing. But there's nothing this there. There's nothing. So this is what I'm going to – so this is my advice to Nathan because I think we could really make Nathan a, a real millionaire. We could get him to where he needs to be. <laughs> Nathan, you need to find someone who is dangerously young. I'm talking 18, <laughs> oh, no. 19 years old. You need to start liking all of her photos on Instagram. <laughs> you need your wife to know that you're doing that. You need your wife to leave you and take your kids. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you're a family court guy now, and oh, that's fuck. where the money is going to be okay, for you, man. You're so right. There's so much money <laughs> in being like, oh, my wife. I mean, we've seen that. I mean, that's like every major right winger right now. Like, oh, my wife left yeah. me. Oh, um, the system's got me down. If he just shifted his rhetoric a little bit, he could make it. He could be on Fox News I in think, a week. And, and, and again, we're not telling you to write better. 
We're not telling you to get better ideas. We're not even telling you to work harder. We're just saying, make that little switch. Make that little switch. Sell the brain pills or uh, get into family court stuff and start talking about how men don't have as many rights as as divorced women in this country. (laughs) You know what? I've I've come around on this guy. I kind of respect him. I respect him a little bit. He's not doing doing a grift here. He's just just writing down what he believes. He's not selling anything. He's doing it for the love of the game. I, I kind of low-key respect that. That's rare in like centristy like right-wing circles. There's always a grift going on in a lot of these circles. But this dude, he's typing this up for his like three thousand followers. Like I, you got to respect that, right? I do. <laughs> it's it's six thousand followers on Twitter. We don't know how many it is on the blog. This could be like for eight like dudes. Hey 13. man, I've written a blog for eight dudes too. I know how this goes, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can you can turn it around. You can become the guy that 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 gets really mad, uh, like who the guy who looks up court documents to find out other people's <laughs> custody arrangements. I mean, as a teacher, you like regularly write blogs. You can call them blogs. You regularly write for like what, thirty five people, every day. Yeah, yeah. I think I could. I. I mean, hey, and Nathan, since Caleb brought it up, I didn't want to plug it. I didn't want to <laughs> do it. But for thirty-five dollars a month, I can get you onto my family court program. We will find you a teenager to save her photos on Instagram. We have something to sell you, Nathan. If you're listening to this, we do. Yeah, we do have that program for you. Nathan, you don't have, have it. You ever heard do. of a? Nathan, have you ever heard of a femboy? Well, now you love them, and that's you can't get enough of the femboys. <laughs> We're gonna get you there, my guy. We're gonna get you. You and Nick Fuentes are gonna be side by side, <laughs> getting really angry and being weird about it. Gotta love these kind of guys. Also, really quick, this is a really not related pl- um, update, but we talked about earlier that um, bot that talked about. Um, Elon Musk unfollowing different accounts. Yeah. Elon Musk just unfollowed Grimes on Twitter. So just now, just just like twenty minutes ago. So something I don't know what's going down, but there's there's something in in Elon Musk's world. There's something going down. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, he he's getting removed as as the CEO of Tesla, and we found out about this because of who he follows and blocks and shit on Twitter. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kimball, because Kimball soft blocked him, or, or he soft blocked Kimball. He blocked yeah. Kimball because uh, Kimball's on the board of directors for Tesla and had to do his fiduciary yeah. duty and not get sued. Some some big stuff uh, is going down. Yeah, and Kimball, uh, like Elon insisted that Kimball be on the board, didn't he? At one point, didn't I think so? Elon, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Elon yeah. In, yeah. In, in, insert his brother who has now voted him out of his position. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's happened yet, but it's close. I'm, I, it's, I, I, feel I it. bet it has happened yet. I think Caleb's probably right. I think it's coming in the next day or so. Probably oh, maybe it'll wait. be a Friday news dump. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to leave it. Uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Please check out our Patreon. We are um, we 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 have uh, an incredible amount of da- uh, uh, content in the can that will be coming. A lot of it to Patreon just because it doesn't fit the phase two mindset. So um, we have uh, Nick Cage movie episodes to look forward to. We have extended interviews we have uh the continuation of the worst tweets bracket 
which we didn't finish today and we meant to, uh, but we've already done an I hour and a half. I think we finished so. it in the last premium, didn't we? No, no, we finished the rounds. We we finished the uh, first round, but now we have to do the, the remainder of the bracket to find out who actually made the worst tweet of all time. Yeah, we um, basically have the we have the final round, like the the top 16 totality. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So we have that to well, look if you forward to. That, you have to go five bucks a month. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be fun. Um, tea get, is getting spilled in those episodes as well, so uh, <laughs> you can come, you can come check that out. Um, but yeah, we also have our uh, we have our religious studies sort of interview series that we're going to be doing, and um, I'm sure some of that will end up pre- premium content because the first one we yeah. already took just like an hour and, and a half. Lots and, so. lots. and also, um, just really lots of really great guests some of them yeah. i think that are people that who are our followers will know a lot of them they won't know but they'll enjoy and appreciate once we, we got the show we got a gen x tiktok celebrity <laughs> gen z gen z you gen said gen z. x we got, no yes gen z we got a gen z tiktok celebrity to talk to us about uh jesus christ so uh, that will probably be free, but other extended interviews, maybe stuff we cut, um, we're going to sort of dump a lot of that kind of stuff into uh, Patreon for the content goblins that we all are. Um, but I will also say, uh, in the spirit of being a content goblin, uh, the Patreon also gives you the ability to join our Discord. If you are currently a Patreon subscriber, you uh, you can still join the Discord, um, and that is where we have our weekly meetings uh, when we plan what's going to be in the episode. So we, you can't talk because it would be a meeting, but if you want to listen, if you're if you're that much of a content goblin, that's the kind of thing I would be into if, if some of my favorite podcasts did that. So um, if that's the kind of thing you guys want to hear, or if there's a, uh, you know, you just want to chit-chat with us, we definitely want to find... Uh, uh, our people in there so anybody who wants to uh, join us hang out in there if you're already a member like only two guys have signed up so if anybody else wants to uh hop in the uh discord we'd love to have you and you can get there through our patreon perfect sounds good you guys got anything else um yeah just the typical uh anything oh the yeah uh typical mailbag stuff you can Give us questions, comments, mail at westernkabuki.com. You can send us a text or a voicemail at 971-374-2265. All right. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. See ya.